In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is sponsored by Hustletown Paintball. Hustletown is a brand by Jason Tinsley of Houston that is all about representing Houston paintball and highlighting its local talent. Head to hustletownpaintball.net to browse their selection of casual wear and use code PIT10 for 10% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message Get That underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get That Shot program team. Welcome, everyone, to episode 29 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans, and this episode, we are going In the Pits with Brandon Ainsworth, owner and captain for the SA Reapers. Brandon, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Dude, I'm doing good. Uh, first episode of 2023. Uh, pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to keep the show going. So uh, let's get started. Uh, so Brandon, for those listening that maybe don't know so much about you personally, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Um, I've been involved for about a year and a half. I started early 2019, stopped playing for a while. And then early last year, I started to get more into the paintball scene. So only only for about a year and a half. Okay. So uh, you're you're pretty recent in this game. I mean, the, I'd say there's a big difference between like pre-COVID and post-COVID paintball scene, which I'm sure you saw at least a little bit of. Uh, so um, with your involvement, I mean, what teams have you played for so far? I've only played for uh, one other team. It's uh, the Rapids. I, play with him, I played with them because that was one of my best friends' team. And then I'm playing on this team that I uh, I made. Okay, so you were on the Rapids, and who was it that started the Rapids? It was Justice uh, Crenshaw. He also works at the field. He started the Rapids. Gotcha. So it seems like uh, with that original Rapids line, it uh, was made up a lot of like people who worked at X Factor. Who were like some of the people that were on that original squad? So it was Justice. He worked at X Factor. Me, uh, Darian, uh, 
Jay. He worked there. Uh, Justice is the older brother, Jesse. And th- those are main, uh, pretty much the guys that worked at X Factor that played on that team. Okay. Cool. So it seems like y'all kind of already had that um, that connection, like y'all already knew each other, and then you just all decided at once to make this team. Yes, sir. Cool. I mean, that's a uh, that's a good way to connect, and plus, you know, immediately just going into represent X Factor, which y'all have been doing a pretty good job of, especially recently with the uh, the Frostbite event. But we'll get to that in a second. So tell me, like. What is your origin story as far as like you getting into the sport of paintball? So it all started when I was back in like 2018. I had a friend that worked at X Factor who actually introduced me to working there. So over a course of time, we actually start, we were going to start a team, uh, the Hellions scenario team, but we wanted to turn to speedball. We, we were all trying to make sure that worked out, but it actually didn't. So I started just to work in an X Factor and then the more I worked there, the more I got into it and the more I wanted to play um, in the actual in the tournament side. Gotcha. I mean, with working there as, you know, as a teenager, which how old are you? You're, you're 19 still, correct? Yes, sir. Well, cool. so with working there and being around paintball and being around all the tournament players that often, I mean, it's pretty easy to get hooked. So, I mean, tell me about like being a ref at a field, especially one as popular and as successful as X Factor in San Antonio. So uh, tell us about like what all of your like responsibilities, what's what your job title is exactly both like on the field during games and also off the field. So with that, it's obviously the, the brand X Factor. It's a huge thing because we have that success, uh, that really big pro team. Um, just the responsibilities are held high because of Alex Martinez. Um, and that, you know, that carried on for, you know, so many years. Uh, my job title, title, I actually got promoted to head ref. My, I mean, it ranged from, you know, cleaning up the gun room, you know, taking parties, making sure the field was intact, you know, making sure the net didn't break, cable didn't snap, you know, layouts getting put up. So it, it ranges from responsibility, but mo- uh, I mainly did rec and, you know, parties and stuff, but I mean, the refs are held at a higher standard because of X, the X Factor name. Would you say that uh, with your job, is it more involved on the on the rec side of things, or do you have a lot more things to do on like the speedball fields? I would have to say rec side, uh, just because the speedball guys and you know the tournament side, they know what they're doing for the most part. You know, it's you know simple things coming out, playing on Sundays, uh, but you know for parties, it's all day, recs all day. So most of our attention's on the rec side. We'll send some guys over to speedball just to make sure everything's running smoothly. And me occasionally, I'll go over there and just you know see how the guys are doing and the teams are playing. So I'll, I'll head over there for a few hours or you know a couple hours out of the day. Yeah, I mean it's uh, especially at X Factor for anybody who's never been there. X Factor has a massive rec scene, um, and a lot of it because of how many rec fields and how how awesome they are really they have uh they're probably most famous for the uh for the alamo field i would say uh they have this giant like recreation of the alamo and they use it as sort of like an attack and defend type deal and it draws a lot of people in so 
it sounds like a lot of your job is like just basic upkeep and maintenance uh, as far as the fields go themselves. Like how, how much do you have to do as far as like the rec fields? I'd imagine that those are pretty like, you know, low maintenance as far as your job other than like the nets. Yeah. So they, they're, they're pretty simple to take care of. Um, like the hyperball fields, like sometimes those, those tubes will come off the two by fours that are holding them in that's in the ground. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just the simple stuff. You know, sometimes we have to fix the buildings that the, the wood might be rotting or, you know, something broke. So, I mean, it's just the little things, um, just fixing some of the buildings. That's really the, the biggest thing besides, obviously, the nets that will occasionally come up in a ring. Got it. Are you ever responsible for, like, making changes or additions or even building the new fields for the rec side? Um, yes, so, uh, sometimes. Um, so I actually worked during the week, so I, mm -hmm. I would work there pretty much seven days a week. Um, so I had a lot of, I would say I had a lot of input in it, uh, cause we were actually going to make a seventh field, but you know, adding more buildings, is just, you know, bringing up the ideas and if people agree with them, then we'll just, you know, we'll add, we'll start adding the buildings and stuff like that to the, you know, to the speedball, uh, not the speedball field, the rec fields to make it more interesting and not the same layout and the same lanes. Gotcha. I mean, you must be one of the few people that are uh, there as as often as like anybody else's. Like, I'd imagine it's pretty much just you and then Jeff sometimes and Tom uh, as far as like being on the field or at the field during the week. So, what are some of those things that like most people won't see as far as your stuff during the week? Are you doing a lot of basically like maintenance and uh, gun cleaning, or do you also manage stuff like in the uh, in the pro shop? Uh, so I don't, me personally, I didn't, I didn't really manage anything in the pro shop. It was mainly, you know, clean the guns if needed, chronoing them, um, fixing them, uh, just dumping the paint, picking up the paint, blowing the paint underneath the bunkers and just changing the fields and just making sure everything's up to date. And that's, you know, that can be used and there's nothing wrong with the field. Got it. I mean, all of that, uh, back end work really, uh, really is important as far as the experience for the rec players. And I mean, with how successful it is, there's, you can tell that there's a lot of love put into it and a lot of hard work just to make sure everything's running smoothly. So what was it that made you want to become a ref at X factor versus like, you know, taking any other job? I would say it would have to be the environment of the field, just being around those guys. It, it's a different feeling. You always, I mean, anyone can back this up you enjoy your work if you enjoy the people you work with sometimes it didn't even feel like a job it felt more like a hangout while you're doing something else it was it was never about the the work it, it was always about the management you know and the guys and the refs that worked there it's always been about them um with the other refs that worked there did you know them before coming to work at x factor or, or were you like just meeting there for the first time um, some of them I knew from school or I played, you know, sports with them, baseball or football or anything like that. But then the other half, I didn't know, but it only took maybe a week to get to know them. And that's only two days out of the week on the weekend. And you're pretty much, you're really good friends at that point because you're working with them and you're, you know, in a close environment. So I mean, it's, it's always been good to know, you know, more people. And getting them jobs too, it's it's a different feeling. It's a, I I love to work in there. I still do. So. Yeah, it's incredible how uh how much of a tight knit community 
the the sport of paintball is i mean even on the rec side of things even on you know doing maintenance and behind the scenes stuff that not a lot of people will see uh just immediately puts you into that uh that community of people that all love this sport and have a passion for it so um, I'm sure this is something that you've seen being at the field, especially as often as you are, uh, within the last couple of years, there's been a huge uptick in the number of people that come to play on the rec side. And I think personally, that's largely due to how popular the, uh, 50 cal scene has become and, uh, just how much, how much more like available things like the eclipse emac 50 cal, uh, is and other 50 cal and, uh, and jelly ball, uh, markers and, and experience there is. So are you, as a ref, are you seeing more people come to play 50 cal or 68 cal still king? So I would have to say 68 still king, just because like when you go and play rec, let's say rec, this is not including parties. Rec ball is mainly 68 cal. We introduced 50 cal, I think mid or early last year. Um, So it's fairly recent. And the newer guys, um, Todd wanted to make sure that they, had a good time, especially the younger guys, um, because, you know, we get a lot of, you know, electric guns out there and they, you know, don't really, they don't really have a, how do I put this? They don't really care. They just want to shoot someone and they don't, they don't really care if it's a younger guy or not, or someone completely new. So we input the 50 cal just because it's for the newer guys to get them used to paintball so they can come back and actually enjoy, you know, playing 68 with the, with the guys with their own guns and stuff like that. Yeah, I know that uh, for 50 cal is there's like a younger age requirement. Is it like you have to be, is it eight years old in order to play 50 cal? Or what's what's the age requirement at X Factor? Um, It's still eight uh, all around for 50 cal and 68 cal. It is still eight years old. Um, it does, I think with Jelly Ball, when that will be introduced and actually be a big thing, I think they might lower it down to five or six years old. But that's, that's a different uh, topic that they would have to discuss with that. And that's, uh, it's cool to see, uh, the sport growing and all of these different like experiences that are becoming available that you just know are going to catch on and really start bringing, uh, paintball more into like the, the general public, uh, spotlight, uh, jelly ball has, has been awesome since it's come out. I mean, it's in like toy stores everywhere. Even if you go into like retail stores, like even GameStop, they, started stocking like nerf guns and now jelly balls in there too so i think it's going to be a great thing for the sport uh are you seeing more like younger parties like eight years old ten years old like are you seeing a lot more of those do 50 cal or is it like a a whole new uh crowd coming in to do this 50 cal or is it like people that were doing 68 cal they found this new uh avenue to play I would have to say it would be a mixture of everything. It would be mainly the younger guys doing 50 cal just because they don't really have the high pain tolerance as most older guys. So they will go and do the 50 cal and then, you know, sometimes they'll th- they'll say, "Hey, you know, I want something that hurts a little more." You know, so they'll they'll do 68, but sometimes the older guys want to do and mix it up with 50 cal and then it's this whole new wave of different people and a, you know, a different group of just doing the mixture of both 68 and 50 cal. Got it. I mean, it's uh, either way, it's still a lot of fun. Um, up at Outlaw, they have 
they they do a uh, zombie hunt or they typically do it every October where they uh, drive a bunch of people around on the back of this huge tractor that they have mounted 50 cal markers onto and they shoot this glow in the dark 50 cal paint at uh, players and refs that volunteer to be zombies walking around. And it's a, it's a cool time. Um, I definitely wish that there was something like that available whenever I first started. I think it would have uh, made me catch on to the sport and catch the bug a whole lot sooner. Uh, so they did it back 17 before I started, mm-hmm. um, they, they, they were actually going to do it in 2018 when I first started and um, we ended up not doing it. So they X factor actually had something like that. And, 2016 2017 era so they they had something like that i've been trying to bring it back but i mean it's kind of been iffy between you know the upper management and stuff right well uh that that's uh, and i'm sure it's a lot to manage especially in october i mean you've got that's like the peak of uh tournament like championship season right before world cup as well so there's a lot going on at that time um but it's also like it's just more avenues for getting people in to paintball fields, which would be a lot of fun. So as a ref, what would you say is your favorite thing about being a ref? Ooh, I would, I would have to say meeting new people and just like, like I said before the environment, just every, everyone you're around, it's, it's pretty much the same people. It's just connecting with, you know, the same people getting, you know, getting to, uh, to know new friends, new people, and then just the refs in general. You know, it's, it's different. It's, it's a fun experience and it's, it's a blast working there, especially with all, like, uh, like I said, the customers and the refs, it's, it's always been fun working there. So I would have to say, you know, just meeting new people and just the fun we have with the customers and stuff. Very cool. I mean, I'm sure you meet a ton of people, both on the uh, rec side tournament side and also just like your coworkers. Um, it's definitely a good time. Uh, so real quick, before we continue to this next segment, um, I want to plug this GoFundMe for one of my friends, uh, Adrian Arona. He plays for Austin Evolution. Uh, just yesterday or two days ago, he had a, uh, a fire in his apartment complex and he lost everything in, in the fire. He wasn't home at the time, thankfully, but um, his unit, I believe, was like a third floor unit and the entire thing just collapsed. So uh, nothing was salvageable. Uh, if you're able to, please head over to their GoFundMe page to donate. Uh, I've been posting links on Facebook, and I'll also have it in the uh, YouTube description if you're watching the recording of this. So if you're able to, please go ahead and go donate to that. Uh, so uh, now continuing on uh, to more of your playing career. Uh, last year, you and several others at X Factor, which we talked a little bit about already, started a team called the RB Rapids, which competed... Uh, kind of like July onward of last year and then a good bit of this year. So what was it that made you want to get into tournament play? It was um, just I've been watching, you know, the, the NXL events, you know, on YouTube and stuff like that. It's, it seemed fun. It seemed fast paced. So I was I wanted to, you know, get into that. I wanted the experience. I, you know, I just, I wanted to push myself into that, uh, environment, get to know, get to know more people and then play at a completely different level than what it would be at rec. I'm sure you also interact a lot with the speedballers who are there every weekend. Do you, uh, get to interact at all with the X factor pro players? Um, sometimes, uh, I, you know, when X is there, I like, uh, I'll talk to 
you know, Colt uh, and Jesse, those are really the main two guys that I will, you know, strike up a conversation with. Um, and then when Anthony Boyles was there, I, you know, he was one of my, you know, top NXL players. You know, I loved, mm. I loved talking to him. He was one of my favorite players, you know, him coming out, helping me. So it's really those three that I, I will talk to. And then, you know, occasionally Alex Martinez, I'll, I'll strike up a conversation with him too. Yep. Uh, those pro guys, they're um, definitely very supportive and uh, welcoming to talk to. I know that I was very nervous of like even approaching one of those guys for the longest time. And now uh, they're just always, always looking to help us out and uh, being very, very uh, generous with their time. So I uh, really appreciate all those guys, you know, Jesse, Cole, Al, uh, Anthony as well. Uh, most of the other guys on X as well that I haven't named, uh, all of them are awesome to go get to talk to. So um, on the Reapers, y'all played for a couple of events, started out, in, or sorry, not on the Reapers, on the Rapids. Uh, y'all started out playing three-man events, eventually got into five-man, and then uh, midway through this year, you uh, left the Rapids and started your new team, your current team, the SA Reapers. What made you want to start this org? It was... It was my buddy Darian. He's one of my best friends. He he liked my coaching, and so did a lot of people. Cause I, he he mentioned that I don't really like to sugarcoat things. I'm like, I'm all, I was always about football and you know getting after people and stuff like that. They kept making little mistakes. I got after him, and that's really what pushed him, pushed me to uh, do make a new team. Is because he was like, a lot of people like your coaching. You know, you you don't really take anything. He's like you tell it, you tell them how it is and what they need to do, and they they do it, and they when they do correct it, you know they do really well playing. He's like, so let, let's try making a team, and he's also one of my co-owners. I also have uh, Ashton, and he he he's helping me on the coaching side, and then I also have one of my newest players, Alex. He's only been playing for about three months, and he's been tearing it up on that snake side. He helps me with the sponsorships, you know. On the inside, he's he talks to me. He doesn't. He's not really that that person to, you know, say, "Oh, I'm the co-owner. Listen to me." He's all about, "Hey, you know, this is what's going on. I think we should do this." And he's really one of the few people that I talk to. Say, "Hey, you know, this is this is one of my ideas. Should we? Do you think we should do it?" And he'll give me his honest opinion. Those three guys helping me with everything, and then while I'm going through some personal issues, have really stepped up, and I, you know, I can't be more proud. They've been picking up a little more players, and that's that's what I like. And this, I want to expand this team. Um, I, that's pretty much how I, oh, that's why I started the, the Reapers is because of the coaching. And then I wanted to take, expand the uh, um, tournament side um, playing wise. I, want, I took people from Rec and I'm, I put them on the team. It's been really cool to uh, see y'all's new squad get together and really start uh like really approach the game with a lot of passion um and pulling all these guys from the rec side from roughing and uh you've been really hungry and it's cool to see like just how often y'all are at the field but also like your your passion for the game with uh y'all have I, I can't remember the name of the YouTube channel, but there's someone online that's been posting like clips and highlights and photos of y'all. That's been really cool to see y'all's development. And it's been immediately apparent with how much work that you're putting in because uh, 
last month, y'all took second place in uh, D5 X-Ball at the Frostbite event for Star Series. So how was that experience taking second place, which was, I believe, the Reaper's second event together? Uh, it was it was unreal. Like I can't. I went in knowing, like, okay, we're gonna put up a fight, but it's just a matter of what we're gonna place. It was our second event, but the first event in Houston, it was everyone. It, I only had three people um, that had a ton of experience. It was my first, uh, my second five man, my uh, Darian's five, uh, second five man, and then we had Josh. Josh Tree. Um, he's from the Titans. Um, and then the rest were from the rec scene. Um, taking second place, we knew, my guys knew that I hold my, my line at a very, very high standard because we are underneath one of the biggest Texas paintball teams um, right now, and that's the Titans. We, I knew that we were held at a higher standard, even though people were like, hey, it's your second tournament. You know, no rushing. I really pushed my guys, and them getting second really, really impressed me. And I can't be more proud than uh, to call them my teammates. You know, all those Friday practices, all those Sunday practices paid off. Well, uh, as a member of the Titans, I can tell you that we're noticing. Uh, it's been really cool to see a lot of growth and a lot of uh, like just hunger for getting better. And I mean, getting second place in your first D5 event, especially at a tournament where like D5, D4, the lines are kind of blurred a little bit more there. So, um, you know, that's job well done there, but stay hungry. I mean, we're, we're definitely noticing guys on the Titans are very impressed with y'all's progress so far. Uh, and it's really cool to see like the amount of D5 teams that are coming specifically out of X factor in the last two years are almost unreal like in we've got y'all obviously the um were previously under the rapids name some of y'all anyway uh you also had uh sa shakedown um pressure there's been a whole lot of d5 teams coming out of san antonio and then of course the the titans organization starting last year and uh all of these newer teams are instantly having success so it gives me a lot of like good feelings about what's in store for this field and this local scene uh, going into the next couple of years. So um, <clears throat> for uh, everybody that's here in the chat, welcome. Uh, it's good to see y'all. Uh, towards the end, there is going to be a segment where I'm going to be taking questions from the chat. So if you have something that you would like to ask Brandon, go ahead and put that in now. Uh, so Brandon, getting ready for the Frostbite event, what were like one or two things that you would say is the like the had the biggest impact as far as your success. So what were like one or two things that you did to prepare that had the most impact on your success? I would have to say making sure everyone had their lanes done. You can ask any of my guys. The first thing we we will go over for hours is off break, making sure that we are the ones get to their spots on time. The twos and the three, they shoot their lanes. And that's that's the biggest impact. The reason why um, I'm not trying to, you know, gloat or anything like that. The mm -hmm. reason why we made it to the finals and didn't get wiped is because we sh we pretty much shot someone off break at least one point. I, I we shot one person off at least every point. Maybe there was one or two points where we didn't, but other than that, we shot at least one person off break. 
And that was that would have to be the best thing. Another one is communication and breaking down the layout. I know you said two things, but those those two things kind of go together. And we spent when we got there to Dallas, we we spent at least three hours breaking down the layout. Uh, we didn't have a layout sheet, so we took pictures. We took about fifteen pictures, broke down the layouts, make sure we had the lanes down, the best bunkers, and then talking. We had to make up little callouts. Kenny, um, he's also part of the Rapid, uh, not the Rapids, the Titans. He he suggested that we, you know, made simple calls so that we, you know, didn't forget any of the the bigger calls if we were in the if we were in the middle of the game and you know we yelled something and someone forgot what it was. So those those three things had the biggest impact in just making sure that we had everything down and we were almost perfect. I really like that specific focus on breakdown and lanes. Um, we had recently had like a talk or a clinic or something with Colt Roberts on the Titans. And uh, one thing that he was explaining to us as we were going over the field was like in the pro division anyway, um, if someone was shot off break, the team that uh, got the kill off the break, they won that point. I think it was something ridiculous, like 70% of the time. So winning breakouts is huge. Like the first 10, 15 seconds can absolutely win or lose you a point. So uh, the fact that y'all were putting so much uh, focus on it in your drills and really making sure that your lanes were down. I'm, I'm, I mean, if you're shooting a guy off break, sometimes multiple guys every single point, I mean, that makes the game so much easier when you're playing five on four or five on three. Um so it's no surprise there that um, making it to the finals that breakouts were such a huge focus on your drills and uh, good on y'all. Definitely keep that up. You know, focusing on breakout, that's like the very first thing that you should do. As soon as the layout drops day one, get your lanes down. So yeah, good on y'all. Uh, so next question I got for you is who are some of the people that have been helping the Reapers out along the way? Oh, uh, the Titans. The Titans, Premier Line, D4 Line. Uh, Christian, you're one of them. Dylan. Um, it's just a bunch of guys from the Titans that are, have been helping us out. Um, another one is uh, the Mercenaries, uh, the D3 Line out of X-Factor. We actually scrimmaged against them, and they, I told them to give their honest opinion. What do we need to work on? You know, stuff like that. And they gave their honest opinion. We got to scrimmage them, which I'm very, very thankful for. You know, it's them the mercenaries and the titans that you guys have been giving us a a real look and it's most of the time we may not win well we may win but it's really me constantly going up to people hey can you watch this guy can you see what we need to work on it's really those two teams that have been helping us and we'll get the occasion you know the ib guys um and sometimes the dragoon guys but it's really those the main two teams are the titans and the mercenaries. Well, I mean, uh, we're always, I mean, we remember how tough it was whenever we first started. Um, and a lot of us didn't have these like higher division teams around us that were willing to help us back when we were first starting out. Like I remember, um, when I was on the Texas Longhorns, I was terrible for a very long time. Like I'm talking like three, four years. And, at that time, like over at Outlaw, the teams there, like 
we just we just didn't have too many like of those higher division players. It was really just the um, at the time they were the ATX Kings and uh, who a lot of those guys went to Hypnotic and then the uh, and then Austin Evolution and we were all pretty much like just D five trying to figure it out on our own. So we we remember what it was like and so whenever we see these newer players trying to get into it, we we want to help y'all out as much as as much as we can and with as much as we've learned so far. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep helping y'all anybody out there who might be a newer player. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help or suggestions or anything like that from any one of these guys that you may see on the field. Cause we're, we're more than happy to help you out. Cause we want to see y'all do well. Is that, I mean, it just keeps the sport alive, keeps it growing. So, um, Next question I got for you about the Reapers as an organization. So what are y'all's goals for this season? And also like what leagues are you going to be playing in? What divisions? Uh, like what, are, what do you have in store for this year? Uh, so we've been, we've kind of been talking back and forth between bunker fest because we also have a young guns line and they have a young guns, you know, tournament there. So we were honestly thinking to go to bunker fest. We were, at first, talking about USXBL, because we're like, okay, we're still a new team, and there's going to be, you know, at least 100 teams for each division at BunkerFest. So I think we were set on BunkerFest. We might do some HTPS, um, but then we might do uh, XTPL. I know Paintball Fit actually reached out to one of my co-owners, um, Ashton, um, seeing if we were actually going to go head out there. And if we were going to head out there and do the three-man, we were probably going to send three or four lines to see how we, you know, do. Um, but really, those three tournaments we might do. USXBL is still in question, but um, a couple of my players are actually going to go and play with a different team um, after Bunker Fest. Uh, so they're, they're going to play two tournaments back-to-back. And uh, so. Yeah, that's going uh, to be a little bit of a, of a grind. Uh, playing all those tournaments back-to-back is not easy but it's it's also a lot of fun uh so i didn't know y'all had a young guns line tell me a little bit more about that so the young guns line um we we started getting new and younger players we actually have young players as is you know jay and then we call him little b because he's you know he's brandon so uh brandon he those two are uh, 14 years old um and then we're like okay we started getting younger guys and we're like, well why don't they have a young guns division. Um, and I was like, what if we just put them on the same line, let them grow. And then when they get older, they're going to be dominant because they grew and they know each other. So it really started when we had more than three young guns, you know, three young guns. So when we got more, you know, it, it started at, you know, at three man, but then we're looking at, okay, what if we put them in a five man? Because we, in total, we have maybe six or seven um, younger kids that are under 16. So we were looking at doing that, but for right now, we were going to do three mans. Uh, but some of those young guys, um, they can really bring it. They can, like Jay and Brandon. And then we got, we had this new kid, Kelson, brand new to paintball, maybe a month in, and killing it. That kid. That kid is going to be special one day. And I'm not just saying it because he's, you know, he's young, but 
he was putting a fight when we would go against those during practice up against those higher divisional guys. He would he he's not afraid to get down the field in the snake or in the Dorito side, but he he's gonna be special one day. Man, I mean that's that's the first thing you gotta hope that they have. Like it's hard to teach aggression. You can teach a lot of other things in paintball, but you cannot teach aggression and. If these kids are already fearless, like not afraid to go bunker out some of these D3 guys, like, man, they're going to they're going to rise very quickly. So that's awesome to hear. I'm really excited for your young gun squad. Uh, so uh, here we're going to go to questions in the chat now. Um, if you haven't gotten it in yet, go ahead and get it in now. I'm going to start from the top of the chat here. Let's see. Um. Yeah, you've got a lot of love from a lot of your teammates in here. I can tell that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting see. messages right now from them too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. Thoughts. There's some troll ones in here too. Um, wow. Let's see. Thought about, I guess, the future of paintball for this is from username My Mom Hates Paintball. I'm sure you probably know who that is. Um, I, I exactly who it is and so thoughts about the future of paintball for uh this person and the young gun squad oh, i think we I'll lost already for a second can you say that again sorry one sec all right can you hear me yeah all right so it really depends on how well they practice um they can practice with the you know, the higher squads, like my, my lines that's pushing for D4 next year. But it really, it really depends on how well they connect. Um, Brandon, like I said, because uh, that, that's Little B. Little B, like I said, it, you have potential. All my young guns do. I was like, you, you guys have potential. You guys do. All you have to do is just get comfortable with who you are and what you can do. And there are certain things where you may not want to ask because you don't want to be embarrassed. Like Christian said earlier in the episode, don't be afraid to ask. I mean, that's why we're part of the Titans program, is they're helping us. I still have a lot to learn. I still ask, you know, Jesse Stevens or Jared Sherman from Austin Notorious. I'll ask them. I'll ask some of the Titans guys. You know, just don't be afraid to ask. You know, sometimes I see you, 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 you seem stiff, you know, with your gun skills. Just don't be afraid to ask. And that goes for all my team. That goes for everyone. You know, with my young guns, I know you guys are new to paintball and, you know, you guys may be nervous, but just don't, don't be afraid. Just play how you practice. It's really it. Just be comfortable, know your own skills and and trust your teammates. You guys have a bright future. Just stick to what you guys know and what you guys can do. We all know what you guys can do. So just trust in your instincts, trust your teammates. You want to ask questions ask you know the higher lines don't be afraid for sure um i'm gonna give let's see there's a question in here about um when will the young gun squad become a five-man squad i'm gonna give you some free advice there so uh that answer is really like technically you could become a five-man squad at any time there's no restriction on playing up but what i will tell you is like what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So whether that means like, Oh, I'm just going to play on Sundays for a few hours. Then that's how slow you're going to climb this ladder. If you, you know, if you keep up with what Brandon's telling me about these Friday practices, Sunday practices, if you keep that up and really 
like focus on improving and not just like, you know, the physical stuff, which there is like a certain baseline as far as like how you hold your gun, how you move and shoot and, you know, reload things like that. But after you get that baseline down, it's mostly just mental. So I encourage you, you know, look up these different videos online, which there's a lot of now. Um, but there's a, uh, more specifically, there is a series on ghost sports, which I believe is called like tactics or something like that. Uh, it's where pro players will go in and break down like every single thing that happened in one of their matches. Um, and it's on, it's on ghost sports. I'm pretty sure it's called ghost sports tactics. So if you have a ghost sports account, look it up. If you don't have a ghost sports account, go get one and then just watch film. You're going to start to see the difference between, you know, like playing locally and then like playing pro and all, all it is like outside of the, the base mechanics, all it is, is, uh, windows and taking advantage of, uh, windows of time. As you get higher and higher in divisions, the, the time windows get smaller and smaller. The gaps get, um, you know, you have to, you have to commit instantaneously. So I encourage you go to go sports, look up the tactics. There's I a few episodes in there go watch them you'll learn a lot about like the pro mindset uh so let's see um question from domain one who's your favorite player uh i don't have a favorite player that i i truly don't it's like a it's like a parent with their kids you can't choose you know it's there you got like all of my players they're all special to me you know, whether I've only known them for a few months or for a few years, it's everyone has that special moment or special connection with me. You know, I can joke with someone, you know, differently than the other, but I can talk with someone, you know, a little bit easier than the other. It's everyone, everyone's special to me and everyone's my favorite. Um, play like player wise, they're all my favorite players mm-hmm. because they're part of my team. So I don't, like I said, I don't have a fight favorite player. I t- I'll take them over anyone o- any a day. Absolutely, they're my players. They're my favorite players. Good but, answer. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. It's the God honest truth. I don't have a favorite player. I truly don't. I will never pick um, because I don't. Mm. Everybody in the chat that are, I'm assuming your boys are just all fighting over each other, saying it's them. <laughs> uh, how about uh, how about favorite pro player? Ooh, favorite pro pro player. That that's now I would have to say Jared. Um, before he went pro, I would have to say Anthony or Jesse. Um, but right now it would be Jared because I mean he he's he's giving me so much advice. All the drills I teach my players, it does not come from me. It you know I take what I know and what the pro players have taught me and I'll input that and put that to my players. So Jared right now will be my favorite pro player. Shout out to Jared Sherman. Uh, he's been putting in so much work. Uh, he's been at the field for so much over the last couple of years. Um, you know, just two years, two years ago, or I guess three years, three years ago now towards the end of 2020, we played in events together in D four. Now he's pro. Like he's, he's been putting an insane amount of work and he has such a drive. And this has been his goal for a couple of years now was to go pro, um, starting with 
you know, really, I get, I think it was World Cup, World Cup of 2021 when uh, he he traveled to World Cup on the diesel roster. I don't think he ended up getting any play time, but no. um, you know, he was really close to getting it then, and now he's he's finally gotten it with FSU. And being such a huge part of that roster, like he was a top performer for them in uh, in Orlando and especially in Sacramento. He just came alive. So, uh, Jared Sherman, uh, shout out to you, buddy. Uh, all right. So I think that just about does it for our questions in the chat. Uh, this question is the one that I ask everybody that comes on the show. Uh, are there any anybody in Texas, either Texas-based teams Players, brands, uh, media, projects, uh, anybody in Texas that has anything to do with paintball, um, who does who does who does everybody else need to know about? Like, if there's someone out there in Texas that has to do with paintball, no one knows about them. Who do we need to know about? Or even if we do know about them, like who's who's someone that Texas needs to be put on notice about? Hmm. I don't know. Well, that's it's really it's a tough question. Uh yeah, I, I don't I don't have an answer for that one. I don't gosh. Yeah, sorry, I don't I don't have an answer. A lot of people in the chat are saying the Reapers, obviously. I can shout out my team, but that's that everyone's gonna do uh, that. Shout everyone. them out. Shout them out. I mean, they deserve <laughs> it. I mean, they got they got a second place finish at their second event together. Give them love. All right. Shout out to my team, the SA Reapers. Y'all are badass. Just keep kicking ass this season for sure. Uh, don't get your heads up. Don't don't have a high ego. That's that's my main thing. Do not get a high ego. Because next tournament, if you guys have a high ego thinking we're going to wipe through this, then that second place win is going to turn into fifth, sixth, last place win. That's one thing. Do not get your egos up. All right? That's, that's my mm -hmm. main, that's my biggest pet peeve is do not get your egos up because then some, some team that might be new like we were is going to come through, wipe us like we did to some of the, you know, Teams that we played against in uh, at, at Frostbite. Well said. Uh, you never know who who you pissed off at the last one, and they're coming for you. <laughs> so, um, Austin Hypnotic. Hey, my hey, my team. Austin Hypnotic was not very pleased with us. All right, mm -hmm. so that's one thing that I know they didn't really enjoy losing or anything like that. They, I mean, some of their players were you know respectful, but we. Coming through, I got a lot of questions asked, like, who, who are you guys? Never heard of you. And we come through and we, we beat some of the top teams. We give the top team in 4D4 and 5 a run for their money in the final. So, yeah, make sure you guys don't get a, a high ego or anything like that because that will come bite us in the butt real quick. Yep. Stay, uh, stay hungry for sure. Keep putting in that work. All right. So, Brandon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have any last shout-outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Yes. Shout-out to all my sponsors, Ruthless Paintball, the Texas Titans, um, Aramis, 
and our photographer, STYX Media. And that's his at on Instagram. Go follow him. His name is Brett Houston. Go follow that man. He posts all our clips. And my mom hates paintball. Little B, Brandon. Go follow him. He's also part of the uh, our photographer crew. So go go follow them. And also give a shout-out to Aramis. Go follow him. You know, he, he posts some really cool headbands. He made us custom headbands. You know, just give him a chance. You know, he's going to come out and – his products and be really nice. So shout out to those guys. Awesome. Sweet, Brandon. Thank you for coming on the show and everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Brandon. That's at Ainsworth9184 on Instagram. And let's see, your Reapers Instagram is it SA underscore Reapers, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Go follow SA underscore Reapers underscore PB on Instagram. Uh, what other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below while you're at it. Hit the subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on twitch.tv slash in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. I'm going to give a quick shout out to my partners and sponsors, FU athletics, get that shot, paintball Kumite compete and hustle town paintball. Uh, one more quick reminder for uh, the GoFundMe for Adrian Arona. Uh, go donate to that if you're able to. Uh, so y'all, we will see you guys next week for episode 30. We will have coach Ryan brand. Who's the head coach of San Antonio X factor. He's also, uh, one of the co-owners of project paintball. We'll see you then. Brandon, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.